Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the I'm Not Fine Show. We are live here on Friday at 10 a.m. PST time. And today we are going to be talking about what the Amish culture taught me. But before we go into that, I just want to remind you that we are on the Inspired Choices Network and you can download the app, the Inspired Choices Network on your phone and you can follow along on any of the shows, whether they are live or all the replay. So if you haven't watched or listened to any of them, go into that app and look at all the shows that have been done and Listen to them, watch them, and then give us a review. Let us know what your thoughts are. And then pop questions to me. If you have any questions or there's any topic that you're like, hey, I would like you to talk about this topic, email me at lizzie at undietyourself.live and send those requests to me because I'm open to subjects because this is the I'm Not Fine show and we can go anywhere with that. Second, Escaping My Reflection is my book. And this book, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this book today because this is my autobiography. It's where you learn lots and lots of things about what it was like where I grew up and why I left, how I left. Um, But I want to share something really, really cool about this book. So I have an updated version coming out in the next month or so. And my ebook is going into print, and that is going to be live sometime in the next month on Amazon. So you're going to be able to go, and if you're an ebook reader, you're going to be able to go and get that ebook for like $3 and read the book like that. Or if you are someone that likes to listen like I do, and you want the audible version of it, I have great news for you. The Audible version is coming out sometime in July. We're in the mix, uh, in the middle of putting it out there on the platforms, and uh, it, it will be available sometime in July. So for those of you that like to listen to the Audible like I do, then your wish is granted. You are going to have the Audible version. And the beautiful part about it is you get to hear my voice. You get to hear my emotions. You get to hear me talk about this. And that's different than reading it. Now, reading it, It's amazing. It's very, very powerful. But if you are a listener and you want to go on a nice walk and you want to listen to a book, you're going to want to grab the audible version of this book. All right. So today we're going to go into what the Amish culture taught me. This is a very near and dear topic to me. And just recently, I was having this conversation with someone about, you know, I, I I grew up in this Amish culture, which I'll share a little bit on this episode about that. And I said, I, I believe that it took me, you know, I was there for like 19 years of my life. And now it's been 19 years. I just passed the anniversary, the 19 year anniversary 
of me leaving. So I've been out of the Amish culture as long as I was in. And some, in some ways, it feels longer and in other ways, not. And that culture is just wherever you grow up, the culture, whether it's family, a certain type of religion, a cult, like whatever it is, it's always going to be a part of you because that's where you grew up. And you can't help where you were born into. You can't help like who your who your parents were, who your family is. But you do uh, have the opportunity to change where you go and what you want your life to look like, which is what I'm going to get into today as well. But to give you a little bit of perspective of the culture that I grew up in, I was born into the strictest Amish community that you could find. So there's all these different orders of Amish community. There's old order, there's new order. I actually go into a little bit of a description of those in the book so that you have an idea of like what the difference is. Where I grew up, it was very, very strict. But if you look at like old order, new order, and then there's lots of other different orders as as well, they are much more advanced into the modern world. They've allowed themselves to be more advanced into the into the modern world. So you might see them with a cell phone if they have a business. You might see them with a computer if they have a business. And they have these amazing, beautiful homes. They will ride bicycles. They will, you know, get in a car and grab a ride to go somewhere. Where I'm from, none of that was allowed. We did not have, we were not allowed to take, you know, a ride in a car somewhere unless it was an emergency. So the emergency would have been, hey, you got to go to the doctor. There's an emergency. You may die. That would have been an emergency. Or um, we didn't have like any running water. So we didn't have showers inside the home. We didn't have showers at all. We didn't have indoor plumbing. So our uh, bathrooms, or not even bathrooms, but our toilets, they were outhouses. So we had to have outhouses. So if you want to go to a bathroom, you got to go outside in the middle of the night. How fun is that? Not very fun. Um, especially in the in the winter when it's cold. Like, think about that. You got to get up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, and it's like negative degrees outside and you got to like bundle up and go outside because you got to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Yeah, that just paint a little picture of that. And then, you know, I grew up on a farm with 18 siblings and we worked really, really hard. So we did farming, we did gardening, we had to milk our cows by hand every morning and every night. So a typical day is we get up at like 5 or 6 a.m. And the first thing we do, obviously, is like put our clothes on. And we had to get, as women, had to get dressed with pins in our clothing. So, you know, we we might be putting 15, 20, 30 straight pins into our clothing. We had to wear two types of dresses. So an underdress and then an overdress and then an apron and then a cape, like layers on layers of things. So everything was very covered up, very modest. Um, So we had to do that first and then go to the barn and milk the cows by hand. So we had like 10 to 15 cows, depending on what time of the year it was. And we did that. And then, you know, we had to feed all the animals and then we come back in 
and I have, you know, we have this large family. Everybody sits at this 12, 15 foot table and we all have breakfast together. So we have breakfast together and then we go about our day and it's work. It's, it was always work. We rarely had playtime unless it was a Sunday, which was a rest day. That was playtime. But other than that, it was always work. So we would go to work and then at lunch, everybody comes back in and we all sit at the table again and we have lunch. And after lunch, everybody like takes a nap for like 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. We have some downtime and we go back to work, go back to the gardening, the sewing, the canning, the farming, all of those things. And then we all come back together for dinner. And we all sit at the table and have dinner together. And then after dinner, we go back and we milk the cows and feed the animals and take care of the rest of the stuff. And then, you know, nine, 10 o'clock, we go to bed. That's a pretty typical day. And what that does, though, is when I when I think back to like what that taught me is it taught me what a work ethic is and it taught me the order and the structure and the discipline of like, even if you don't want to do something, you're still going to do it because it's what's expected. There was no Netflix saying until tomorrow because we didn't feel like doing it. No, we had to do it. So the expectation was there that the work gets done no matter what. There was no scrolling on on Instagram or social media anywhere. We didn't have phones. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have any of that kind of stuff. Any kind of, uh, the only really pastime that we had was like reading books. So we did read books, certain type of the books, not not just any kind of book. And then, then we would create our own games. We would have our own like cart, cardboard games so we play memory and those kinds of things. That's what we did. And... Uh, but the other part of that, which I'll get into that a little bit more about like what that taught me and how that's like translated over to my life now, but the other part of that culture, a big question that a lot of people ask me is like, Lizzie, why did you leave? Like, what made you want to leave? So there's a lot of really, really beautiful things about the culture. And I will always have those with me. And I have much, much respect for this culture and what it taught me. Like any community, any cult-like community or cultish community, there's always going to be the bad that comes with the good. So when you think about where the Amish are, I, I used to think that I used to think that they're kind of like stuck in like 1600s, but actually recently I had a conversation with someone and they told me actually they're sort of like stuck in 1860. It was like right before like the steam engines came. And when the steam engines came around, they said, no, 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 that's too fancy. We don't want to do that. And there's a whole history behind how the Amish like separated and how the Amish actually were created. They're a break off of the Anabaptist from, you know, Europe, Switzerland, those areas. But they're they're from different areas. So like when I look at I, I did a DNA test and I, I thought, hmm, I'll probably be like Swiss and German. Like that was my expectation. I was actually a lot more French than any of the others. It's like, wow, that's crazy. But then I also had a conversation recently with someone that said, oh, here's why, because of how they separated and where they relocated. So I got a lot of French in me. I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> um, 
So they had a breakout from the Anabaptists. And so when when things started to evolve in the world and the modern world, like just kept advancing, the Amish said, hey, we don't want to go that route. We want to stay simple and we don't want to be associated with, you know, the government. We don't want to be affiliated with any of that. We're just going to, you know, create our own little colony. And they're not really that little anymore, but we're going to create our own little group. And then we're going to, you know, create our own rules. And so within that, the the not so great part about the community is here's something that I tell everybody. Don't be fooled about what goes on behind the black curtains. And we have black curtains, literally. Hollywood sort of like romanticizes the Amish community. And there's a lot to be romanticized about it. The ideal, the um, ideology of it, the appeal to it, of the simplicity of life, which is something that a lot of people are craving now, which is like, how can I make my life more simple? Because we're living in such a fast paced modern world. People are craving to go back to like the roots, not necessarily go backwards because even we never want to go backwards in life. But what we do want to think about is like the simplicity of it. So when people ask me like, Lizzie, why did you leave? Well, first of all, my spirit was never meant to stay there. I knew that from a very young age. So I had to figure out how do I how, how do I get away and what is that reason? And I didn't know for years what that reason was. So before I go into that. Um, we're going to go to our first break. And then when we come back, I'm going to go into a little bit about what the reasons were that I left and what it has taught me and how I got to where I'm at. And we're going to have some juicy things to share. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Lizzie Enns on the I'm Not Fine show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good, and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com this is i'm not fine with lizzie ends to participate in the program join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com you can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live now back to the program 
Welcome back, everyone, to the I'm Not Fine show. My name is Lizzie Ems, and I'm on the Inspired Choices Network. If you are here, make sure that you are in the chat room and you are popping those questions in there. Come party with us. Come hang out and uh, pop those questions to me because those are really helpful because sometimes when I'm talking and I share certain things, people go, but wait, what about this? And so it can really create like a really good conversation when that happens. So before we went to break, we were talking, I was talking a little bit about what it was like to, uh, on a typical day to grow up in the Amish culture that I was a part of and sort of like where they came from. And now we're going to go into why did I leave? What happened? From a very young age, I started to have this like stir in my heart of this isn't where I'm supposed to be. There's something much, much bigger going on. And I needed to figure out what that was. So I asked a lot of questions about the Amish community and why they were doing the things that they were doing. So my mom really struggled with me because I challenged her so much. I'd be like, hey, mom, like, why are we having to dress a certain way? Why is it wrong to put your pin in a certain way? Why is that wrong? And why does that get me in trouble? And her answer was always like, well, that's just the way it's always been. And for me, I was like, no, that's not good enough. I need to understand why that that's important to you or why those rules are created. So there's this hierarchy between the men and the women. And um, the men may are the preachers of the church, the bishop of the church they create the rules and the women they are very very suppressed and it brings in suppression oppression depression it brings all of those things in but their voices don't necessarily matter as much you might find some women here and there that have the guts to speak up but for the most part if you were to see an Amish woman from my culture anyway if you were to see that woman in town or even at home sometimes walking down the street or anywhere, really, you would probably see her walking with her head down. Maybe she would make eye contact. When I left, I had to learn how to like actually look at someone in the eye and have a locked in conversation. It was incredibly uncomfortable because we weren't taught how to do that. We had eighth grade education. We went from first through eighth grade and we learned the basics of math, English, reading and spelling, but it wasn't great. And then when we graduated from eighth grade, the women got promoted to housework. And so they were required to go just be at home, do housework. And a few years later, you know, they'll start dating and then probably get married at like 20 or 21. And then they have children. And so so the men really like control that community. They control like what goes and what doesn't go. So when someone gets in trouble within the church, then the men are the one that are approaching you. So I remember like I was actually a member of the church for six months before I left. And I only did that because at the age of 18, 19, they expect you to become a member of the church, which is you follow the orders of the church and then you get baptized and once you're baptized you're a member and now because you're a member you have you're kind of like sworn in and and you promise to follow the rules 
And if you don't follow the rules, then they're going to shun you and they might shun you for a few weeks, however long it, they think that it takes for you to like get your act together. So what that allowed me to do is be able to see like how the church is really treating people, how they're creating their rules. Why are they creating the new rules all the time? Like I remember going, is it possible that they can come up with more rules, take more things away? And it, to me, it was just like, how can we make our life harder? How can this be possible that they create more rules? But let me tell you, they did create more rules. They came up with something and it's more of a control thing than anything else. So being a member allowed me to see like how they were treating people and how I didn't want to be treated that way, nor could I support it, nor could I believe in the way that they were believing who God was. And, and because to them, he's up in the sky, like waiting to beat you over the head if you do something wrong. So for me, if I, if I dressed a certain way and I, I put a pin on the, the wrong way, or I didn't have my hair covered all the way that they thought that, that I should have, I could get in trouble and then they would shun me for a while if I was a, if I was a member of the church and I couldn't understand like how why God would believe in something like that. I couldn't understand why he he would treat people like that. I couldn't get on board. So that was part, that was part of the reason for me leaving because like I couldn't get on board with those things. But also, I know now that the other part of me was like, I knew that I was meant for something so much bigger than being there. I didn't want to stay there and just have lots of babies. So I have a twin sister and she got married six months after I left. And by the way, if you ever want to like learn how how I actually did leave, then you're going to want to get my book on lizianns.com. Or once my ebook or my audible comes out, get that on Amazon because the entire story is in there about how I jumped off this 15 foot roof, didn't break a boat. Oops, I told you that already. Um, and how I escaped, but I escaped in the middle of the night. And if you ever want to like dive into that part, you will, you will want to get that. So for me, that was part of it. And then the other part was, oh, I was telling you about my twin. So she got married six months after I left and I wasn't allowed to be at her wedding. I didn't get invited or anything like that. And that was a decision that I had to make it, when I was deciding to leave. Like the day that I decided to leave, I had a I had a decision to make whether or not I stay until she's married. And yes, she's still in the Amish culture. And she's still Amish, she's married. And um, so I had that decision today to make that day. Do I wait six months until my twin gets married and then leave? Or do I leave now knowing that I wouldn't be able to go to my twin's wedding? And I knew at that point in time that there's no way that I could wait six more months. Like this was my chance because of the opportunity that I had that was presented to me. It's like, hey, here's your way out. So with that being said, she now has 10, 11 or 12 kids. I can't remember. I feel like every time I talk to my mom, um, she's had another baby. And uh, when I was in my teen years, I thought to myself, I'm not supposed to be here 
to just raise a bunch of kids. Like I'm meant and supposed to be doing something that is much, much more than not that raising kids and having kids isn't important. It's very, very important. I believe that. But it wasn't the only thing that I was supposed to be doing, which is sort of like what they what what the women there are expected to do is stay there, submit to the rules, don't say a word, get married and have kids. But there's a dangerous part in that, because when when you are in that culture, you're in that environment and you're not allowed to have a voice, it is very, very dangerous because there's a lot of dark things that happen. There's molesting, there's rape, and all of those things are happening because the women are not taught how to speak up. They don't have a voice. They can't speak up because they don't know how. And if they do speak up, it's as if they are the person to blame. They get blamed because maybe they dress a certain way. Maybe they acted a certain way. And those were things that I had to get away from because it happened to me. And I couldn't, I couldn't stay there anymore because when you're in, in such a place of suppression and those things happen to you and you don't have a voice and they don't hear you and they don't understand like where you're coming from and they make you feel like it was your fault then I can't be a part of it. So those are some of the dark things that happen. But let's be real. All of those things also happen in other cultures, in the modern world. It's not just that. So I never want to like share those things and, and tell people like, hey, there's only bad things that happen. No, we're going to talk about like the good things that happen too. But it's important as a human being, as a person, that we understand that we can take control. So if you are in an environment like that, if you are in a household like that, if you're in a culture like that, if you're in a religion like that, that is controlling and suppressing, and you don't have a voice and you're getting abused, whether that is mentally, physically, sexually, I want you to know that you can change that. You get to make a choice and say, hey, I am worth more than this. I deserve more than this. And I can I can choose to step away from this. If that means that you have to escape and run away, then that means what you that's what you have to do. For me, I had no clue what I was going to be doing. I had $20 in my pocket. I had no social security number. Never held a job in my life to make my own money. Didn't have a place to live. And I did not know anything about driving a car, getting a car, whatever. All of those things were all obstacles that were in front of me. But the pain that I was in, where I was feeling trapped and stuck, was far greater than the hills and the mountains that that look like were in front of me. Because if I can get through all of this that I have just endured, then I can do anything over here. And sometimes all you need to do is say, okay, enough is enough. I, I can I get to choose to make 
a choice and a decision that I'm not going to endure this anymore. And I'm going to move forward and I'm going to do whatever it takes, whether that means you, like I said, run away, escape, what if you need to go into hiding, whatever it is for a while to get you safe, you need to do that. But I want you to know that you are much more powerful than you think you are, even if you are in the middle of that feeling of like, I'm hopeless and there's no way I could ever get out of this, you can. You just have to take that step forward. I like to call it just jump. That's like the theme of my book, just jump. So when I jumped off that 15 foot roof, I didn't know what was gonna happen. No clue. I didn't know what job I would get. I didn't know if I would ever drive a car. I didn't know if I would ever see my family again. All of those things. I had no idea. I just knew me jumping and moving forward was the step into freedom, was the step moving forward. And I needed to make that step. I needed to make that jump in order to then have the doors opened to move forward into the next stage of my life. So we're going to go into our next break. But when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about what the Amish culture taught me and the good things of that and how that has translated over into my life now and how I teach and help my clients with some of these things. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back and we're going to continue on down this journey of what the Amish culture taught me. We'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are on the I'm Not Fine show on the Inspired Choices Network. My name is Lizzie Enns, and today 
we are talking about what the Amish life taught me. We heard, we went through some uh, pretty tough subjects and things in the last section. And uh, those are things that people need to be aware of. But now we want to talk about the good things too, because there's a lot of good. And one of the things that I always want people to know is that I have the utmost respect and I will never, ever, ever regret what growing up in that culture taught me, the family that I had and still have. I may not see them every day. I may not see them a lot at all, to be fair, but they're still my family. My mom, bless her heart. I love her to death. I So my dad passed away when I was 13. So while I was still at home, he passed away. And my mom was actually left with 18 kids at home still when my dad passed away. So that that was a really, really difficult thing to go through. I actually shared the story about how that happened in my book. So again, go grab my book. Um, I'm going to tell, keep telling you to go back to the book if you want to know more. But I don't regret it. And here's the thing. I tell everybody this is you cannot choose your parents. You were born into the family that you were for a reason. You have the parents you have for a reason. You can't change that. But the one thing that you can do is you can always change your environment. You can always change the people that are around you. And for some people, that means disassociating yourself from your family. And even in the modern world, I I talk to people all the time and they have very, very toxic relationships with their family. And in many ways, me leaving my family and my culture is almost easier than someone that is in this modern world and they feel obligated to stay in their family's lives, no matter how toxic and uh, mentally abusing it is and how their family is treating them. It's almost as if they feel like, well, hey, they're just down the street. They're just a phone call away. They're just a text away. And it doesn't matter how toxic it is and how bad it is for their for their mental health. They still do it because they feel obligated. And, and I almost feel like my situation's easier because when I left, I knew that I was disassociating myself from my family. I was never going to be at holiday gatherings and weddings and probably funerals. Thank God that has not happened. Um, so in some ways that's easier because for me, when I left, I I was only forward. It wasn't, hey, I'm going to leave and I'm going to be here for six months or a year and then go back, which is pretty common for a lot of people that leave. They they um, they 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 kind of want to like go like sow their wild oats and experience the world and then go back because you have such strong family ties because that is one thing that they have is really strong family ties in the culture of it but then a lot of times once people experience the world outside of the culture and the freedom that can come with that they never go back I do have an older brother that that left like a couple months before I did and he ended up going back like a year and a half later and he's still there. So there is that part of it. So let's talk about like the culture and the and the unity and the community that they do build. They do build very, very strong 
community. So for example, when my dad died, I was 13, he died unexpectedly. And this is very common in the, in the Amish community. They, the entire community comes together. So the morning that he passed away, he passed away very tragically. And the morning that he passed away, um, within an hour of him passing away, we had tons of Amish people from the same community come to our house. And so there's three days of preparing for the funeral and they have their viewings and all of that. But the the family of the loved one that passed away, they're not responsible for anything. They're not responsible to to prepare anything for the funeral. They're just there uh, visiting with family and friends in mourning, obviously. Um, but everybody else that's not related, that's not a family member, they come in. So hundreds of people show up and they just prepare your entire home for the funeral three days later. So every day, day in and day out, there's people there all the time. They all come together. And then like three to 400 people showed up for the funeral. Um, and and then post funeral, like some people will still stay and help out. So that's one one way that they do come together as a community. Uh, also, since my mom was now a widow with 18 kids at home, thankfully, a lot of the older ones were already in their their late teen years. And so they were able to really help out with the farm and everything. Um, but she she was left with 18 kids at home. And the communities outside of our culture, so like the old order and the new order and the Mennonites and even the non-Amish people, like they all, it was this massive news story on the entire thing. And we started getting like truckloads and carloads and van loads of food that was just like dropped off at our house. I still remember the entire attic and the entire basement was like full of food that people were just like bringing in because they're like, we got to take care of this family. And so it's really, really beautiful when you think about that because they just, they're so generous and they give. And um, so that's part of it. And then also um, if you look up like Amish barn racing, you can see like, like hundreds of men come together and they'll just like build a barn in a day. So they built this culture and they built this community and it's really, really strong. And so that's one of the things that will prevent people from leaving, even though they want to, and they don't want to be in, in the strict regimen and culture of the church. And they may not agree with, with the church rules, but they can't get themselves to leave because of the strong ties. And I, I truly believe that there's a lot of people that would want to leave, but they, one, don't know how, or they could not see themselves live without their family. So beautiful things, beautiful things that they they do. And I think that in the modern world, like we could learn a lot from that is like how you can be there for someone in times of need. Um, or to create that community and culture, we've become such a modernized world and so busy and fast paced that we forget that really the 
the heart of our lives should be like also spending time with our family and our friends and making time for that. Because really at the end of the day, that's what fills us. If you're getting along with your family or you create your own family. So people ask me like, Hey Lizzie, how do you, how do you go about your life without family? And I say, I create my own family outside of, outside of my blood family. You can create any family that you want. So if you allow people to come into your life and they love you and you love them and you guys look out for each other, you can create your own family outside of that. So if you're in a place of like, I don't know how I could ever be without my family. You got to ask yourself a really hard question. Is my family helping me? Is my family serving me? Are they treating me well? Or do other people treat me better than what my family did? Or the same thing with a with a culture. If you're within a religion or you're in a in a in a cult community, whatever the case is, if you're not supposed to be there, you're always going to be fighting against the grain because you're going to be that troublemaker like I was, where you're like, I question everything and I don't follow the rules. And then I sneak around and then I get in trouble and I, I may get in trouble and I may not. It just depends. But you're always going to be fighting against that because you can't get on board with it. So that's not healthy either. So some things that the Amish culture did teach me is understanding and creating and developing a work ethic. And I told you early on. On this show, I told you early on kind of like how our days were structured, what we did when we got up in the morning. And recently I did, uh, I never thought about this before, but recently I did a 72 hour fast where I didn't, I didn't eat anything. I just drank water, got some electrolytes in like salt and stuff to make sure my electrolytes don't drop too low. And I did that. And it's a very spiritual experience. It's not about, hey, I'm doing this to try to like be on a diet or starve myself um, or just not eat. Like that's not what it's about. It's about listening into your spirit and your soul and your body on like what what is it telling me? And so I had a I have a mentor and he asked me if I would do that. And I said, yes, I would, because I like a good challenge and I want to see what comes of it. And so when I did that. After I was done with the fast, he asked me, he's like, okay, Lizzie, what did this fast teach you? And uh, what did it teach you about your past and your present? And I said, oh, it took me like two seconds. I said, it's what I learned about the fast that is related to my past is order, structure, and discipline. Those were the three things. If you want to do a fast, you got to have order, structure, and discipline. Well, those are three things that I learned when I was growing up. We had a work ethic. You can have a work ethic. Absolutely, you can have a work ethic, but you can have a work ethic without order, structure, and discipline. So what that community taught me is like, okay, you have order because these are the things that are expected. Order could look like, hey, we Our order was like the entire family shows up for their meals at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's order. Structure, that's how our day was structured. You get up in the morning, you milk the cows, you go have breakfast with your family, you go back to work, and you have lunch, and you go back to work, and then you have dinner, and then you go milk the cows again. That's a structure. 
Discipline is that you follow through with all of those things. You show up. So many of us are lacking discipline in our life because we're allowing the scrolling to happen. All of a sudden, it's like one or two hours later, and we're like, shoot, I just wasted an hour or two scrolling through social media doing things that didn't do anything for me. So when you think about what you want to be successful in, there are three things you need with that order. You need to have order with it. You need to have structure. And then you got to have discipline to show up for yourself. Those are the three things that I now carry over. And I wouldn't have that had I not grown up in the Amish community, had I not been in that structured environment, had I not learned those things to to show up. My my twin and I were my mom's like favorite because and sorry for any of my siblings that might be listening. Um, <laughs> but we were my mom's favorite because uh, we were very hard workers and uh, she she just knew that she could expect us to show up and do the work. She didn't have to ask us. We just did it. And we at a very young age developed this really strong work ethic. And so she could just depend on us. And then one day she goes, if you would do everything else as perfect as you would do your work, you would be perfect. And I was like, oh, so from what that did, though, is that wasn't necessarily a healthy thing to say to your daughter, because from there, it it was at a very young age that she said that. And from there, I had to keep trying to prove to her and trying to prove to myself that I was good enough by the work that I was doing, not just by who I was, but I had to outwork everybody. I had to outperform everybody. I had to compete with myself. And so that wasn't a healthy balance or a healthy thing for me, Um, but it's something that she said. So we're going to go to our last break here. Oh my gosh, that went fast. Um, But when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about, okay, how are some things that, what are some things that you can do to create that order and structure and discipline, but also simplicity into your life. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back on the I'm Not Fine show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are on the last 
stretch of this show today on what the Amish culture taught me. But before we continue on with that next week, we're going to be talking about the thyroid. What the thyroid? Because this is the I'm not fine show and we can talk about literally anything here. And so many people are struggling with their thyroid. And so we're going to do a deep dive next week on what the thyroid. So make sure that you show up and you listen to that, especially if you are someone that is struggling with your health and you think that or you know that you have a thyroid condition and you need help with that. That show is going to be filled with a lot of nuggets on that. Lastly, make sure that you grab a copy of my book on lizzyems.com or if you want to wait for the audible or the ebook, you're going to have to wait until next month for in July for that on Amazon. So keep an eye out on that. If you have any questions, uh, email me at lizzie at undietyourself.live. Let me know if there's any show topics that you want me to dive into as well. I'm always open to that. And if you are listening to this on any platform, whatever platform there is, be sure to leave a review. Let me know your thoughts. Five stars would be appreciated. (laughs) If if you feel like you want to leave a five-star review, that would be much appreciated. Much love back to you. So we're going to go back to um, what you can do. What can you do to create order, structure, and discipline? Here's the thing. If you are someone that is just kind of like all over the place and you're like, man, I just feel out of place. I'm not getting anything done. It feels chaotic, especially when it comes to your health. This is something that so many people struggle with. So I'm going to tie this into how you can do order structure and discipline with your health, because really, honestly, anything great that you want to build, it has to have these three things in it. 100%. You think about a very successful business. You think about someone that is training to do bodybuilding or a a figure show, whatever it is. You think about uh, someone that is you know, professionally dancing, whatever the case may be, someone that is really, really um, successful in whatever it is that they're doing. Think about the Olympics, all of those things. When you, when, when you're doing something like that, you have to have these three things, which is order, structure, and discipline. So what can you do? What can you do to be successful in your health journey with that? Well, you got to figure out what your day is going to look like. Okay. So if you're like skipping breakfast every morning, the first thing is like, okay, I know I have to eat breakfast. So you're going to create a plan where you have structure around that. You're going to create order. So you're going to have to figure out what are the foods that you need to have in the house in order to make that happen. That's step one. And then you go to the grocery store and you make sure you have those foods in the house. And then you create structure around the entire thing okay, I know I have to eat breakfast and I know I I have to eat lunch and I know I have to eat dinner. Create a structured plan around that. It's not about being having a strict regimen where it's like, I don't have any leeway. That's not what it's about. But you are creating that order and then you're creating that structure because you need that. This is something that I teach my clients. I'm like, listen, if you're feeling uh, all over the place and if you're feeling chaotic, then think about what it is that you're doing. How are you planning? Because without a plan, we feel all over the place. 
If I don't have a plan with my business, if I don't have a plan how my day is going to be structured and what I need to show up for, then I feel all over the place and I end up not getting anything done. So, or at least not get done what I want to get done. So when it comes to your help, you have to have those things. And then you have to have the discipline to show up for yourself. That's follow, that's follow through. Okay, every morning when you get up, you say, all right, I know that I need to show up for myself. And I know that this is my plan. You know, your, your structure and is, is your plan, like what it is that you're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. That's your structure. And you create order around that. But then the discipline with you is that you're showing up for yourself. Nobody else. Nobody else can show up for yourself, whether it's whether this is something for your health journey or whether this is you building a business. No matter what it is, you got to show up for yourself. One of the things that people really struggled with when COVID happened a few years ago is they, you know, they, they didn't have to get up and get ready and go to work. They could like pop up hop on the computer and go to work. And what that did is it it took the structure of the day away where they the expectation of them showing up at the office was taken away so they could kind of like sleep in a little bit longer, maybe sit down and have some, which is nice. That's nice. But what people really needed to dive into is like, okay, I know the expectation of me having to get into my car and drive to work and be there at a certain time is not there anymore. And so it sort of like took away that structure of it and they have more leeway. So what people really have to do is go, okay, I actually have to show up for myself. So when this comes down to your health, when it comes down to your business, whatever it is that you want to be successful in, you have to remember that you are the one that has to show up for yourself. You got to get up in the morning and you got to say, okay, here's my day. Here's what's expected of me. I got to show up for all of these things. And then you follow through with it. You have that discipline. You can't, you're not going to be motivated. I say this all the time. You're not going to be motivated all the time, but it's what you do in that time that you are not motivated that is going to make the big difference. So just remember that order structure and discipline and then you got to have follow through with that so create create all of that and then keep showing up for yourself don't give up on yourself just keep showing up we are at the end of the show today on the i'm not fine show on inspired choices network please come back next week when we're going to be talking about the thyroid Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine Show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.